Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going really good. Yeah, just, you know, just like you, doing and doing and crafting my full head off. Yep. Right? <laughs> it's Make Stuff January. I, I guess right? it is. Yeah. It's Make Stuff January. I hear you. Me too. I'm yeah. having such a good time making all my little fidgety things. This is a little whale that's available on my Etsy shop because he's a fidget. And this so is cute. a little potion necklace that has a little potion in a in a glass bottle embedded in it that's a little fidgety. I love them. I opened my new shop, Fidget Whimsy, on Etsy. And now, you know, it only has like seven different items, but it's there's going to be so much more, you guys. You know, you could do spell jars. An outlet. Yeah. You could do spell jars. That would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Do actual spell little little spell jars in and and embed them in resin. I absolutely can, and I likely will. So thank you for mm -hmm. saying that. Yeah. Well, that just hit me just now, and I went. Well, actually, that'd be brilliant. Cool. Yeah. You've got all kinds of good stuff going. Yeah. I'm having so much fun. I love it. I'm just playing with glass. I'm. Yeah. Trying to get enough of a little stock of flowers hearts and and cute things together so that I can cut some glass and make some bigger pieces and it's uh yeah I think I'm about there so I'm gonna be cool trying out my so when I bought out my glass the glass studio that I bought it has a really fancy glass cutter that uh, I don't I've not used yet I've watched several tutorials and it looks to me like you're just gonna have to dive in and so sounds a little terrifying Mm -hmm. Like I've learned how to cut glass by hand, but uh, it's, that's kind of rudimentary. I mean, you can use the glass cutter like this much faster and be able to do curves and, you know, things like that. Cause I need a bunch of hearts. So yes. Anyway, that's, yes, you that's do. my goal today is to tackle the cutter and actually cut some things. Yes. <laughs> so, I will hold the energy high that you will not cut your finger off. Uh, <laughs> Because you know us, if we're not true crime and we're crafting, that's pretty much, that's what we do. A lot of times, here. both at the same time, to be honest. Yes, very <laughs> And speaking of true criming, we have a roundup for you because there is always a lot going on in the true mm -hmm. crime world. And sometimes we like to pick about six cases and cover them all. Maybe they're not enough information or not a big enough case to like do a whole episode on. Mm -hmm. They're still interesting or ridiculous. <laughs> And we like to share all of the above with you. So, yes. Katie, you're going to kick us off with some WTF news. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in Michigan and you're shopping at Walmart and you come out of the store and you notice an Amish horse and buggy sitting there, to me, I would probably smile. That would feel quaint. I would probably give that horse a little grin and and I would leave them alone because it's not mine to to fiddle with right uh, not this lady in Michigan our uh, WTF criminal today she thought this would be a perfect time to steal it <laughs> now what? steal 
stealing a car, I, I think, is very gutsy. And uh, many years ago, uh, my husband and I were repo agents, and we would essentially boost cars for a living, you know, steal it right out of your driveway with the police's consent. Uh, but it was kind of a rush, I'll be honest. Uh, however, uh, stealing a horse and buggy to me seems kind of uh, obvious. That's a little tough to conceal. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Yeah, yeah. And you're not hidden in any way. And so I I, I really question the, the, you know, the wiseness of this. But no matter, she did. Now, there was a truck driver in the parking lot who saw the whole thing. Who went, yep, <laughs> that's not hers. Because she was clearly <laughs> not Amish. Because <laughs> that's pretty obvious, too. That would be quite a sight to behold. I also am very curious to know, like, how did it go? Like, the did horse she know, know how to you. drive the and, buggy and the horse? Right. Do you, do you know what you're doing? Did the horse, like, go left when you said go right? Did he go too fast? Did he go too slow? Like, how did this work? Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any footage. I, I looked high and low because I really wanted to see this in action. There that is too bad. Any footage. But I would love to know, like, did she... Did the horse just respond and just be like, all right, well, I don't know who you are, but let's go. Or well, was he like, like, no, I mean, bitch. I know how to ride a horse. Do you turn a buggy the same way you would turn a horse? With I don't know. The reins or well, I'm he so must confused. Have, right. Was the horse like, you're not my real dad or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But but he, she must have figured it out because she went several miles to a hotel. And the police were called, of course, uh, by the truck driver who was like, hey, oh, I think uh, somebody's stealing a horse and buggy right this minute and the police responded and as again they found her uh in a hotel a few miles away and found the horse and buggy in a parking lot just chilling <laughs> um they were fine luckily and were returned to the owners Good. and uh, all was well so on the that front. Okay. the police don't uh have any understanding of a motive but they did say that that woman had already been in trouble at that Walmart earlier in the day. <laughs> what? So, was she stealing Stanley mugs? That's probably at the back of that <laughs> wagon or that buggy was probably just packed with freaking Stanley mugs. Probably. That That's just our guess. But anyway, uh, I, I think that qualifies her to be a, a dumb criminal. And uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that the horse is okay. That was my first worry. Like, you don't take off with people's livestock. And no. also back in the day, I told my husband this story and he's like, wow, you know, like back in the day, you'd be uh, shot on sight for stealing somebody's livestock. That's right. Yeah. Not We're good. Safe? No. I mean, we don't do that anymore. But no, at any no, rate, no. I, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. So with that, I'm going to turn the mic back over to you for a crime news update. Yes. <laughs> Well, friends, a first has happened in the world of executions. Uh -huh. This man right here is Kenneth Eugene Smith. And last night, Alabama executed him through nitrogen asphyxiation. Yes. Kenneth is an interesting dude because uh, Alabama failed to execute Kenneth in 2022. They could not find a vein on this man 
before his death warrant ran out. So death warrants end uh, at a certain time. And if you have not managed to kill this person by then, you cannot keep trying, uh -huh. which the brutality of just thinking about all of this is so horrific to me. Uh -huh. Also, if they failed to execute you, I mean, how many chances do they get? Right. So we've talked about nitrogen asphyxiation before because it has been used uh, in other countries uh, with assisted suicide, but they have these like pods that a person goes inside. Uh -huh. So 78% of air is nitrogen. The other 22-ish, 21-ish percent is oxygen, right? So we have to have the oxygen to live. And if we are inundated with nitrogen, it will push all of the oxygen out of your body and you will asphyxiate. That's how it kills you. It has never been tried in an execution. It has been tried in euthanasia in pets. Uh -huh. And vets don't use it because it is very disturbing. And yet Alabama, knowing all of that information, decided they were really innovative. And what they did is they just put a mask on him and pumped nitrogen. Yeah. Now, there were a lot of criticisms about this because, well, number one, it's never been tried before. Right. With the mask with a human. And they said, well, you know, enough air may escape that he's not going to die right away. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, as you can imagine, it was horrific. It took him 22 minutes to die. Oh. And he was uh, visibly crazy conscious. crazy because in the pods, they say, that they die in 60 seconds. Right, but this isn't a pod. Yeah. It's just over his mouth. And so some of it's escaping. Yeah. Um, and so it's not as effective in, like, forcing mm -hmm. that air. Wow. That, that, that gas in, yeah. right? So witnesses say that he was conscious obviously for several minutes mm -hmm. then he convulsed and shook for several minutes oh god and then he, he, the convulsing stopped but he was still breathing and still okay. alive for several more oh my uh, god it was a very disturbing experience for the people who witnessed it um the the clergy who was his spiritual advisor this was his fifth execution to witness and he said that he would take witnessing lethal injection over uh, nitrogen asphyxiation any day of the week, that this was very, very disturbing. Wow. This whole issue went clear to the United States Supreme Court. Yeah. Around is this cruel and unusual punishment or not? And the Supreme Court refused to take up the case. And so the very next day, Alabama carried out the execution. Oh, it'll be headed back to the Supreme Court now. Wow. Well, it will, because now we have one experience to share. And you, you know me, I am I am fully anti-death penalty. I don't think that killing people for killing people is right. Uh, Kevin Kenneth Smith was part of a murder for hire murder that happened back in the 80s. Uh, it was a, a pastor that hired him and two other men to kill his wife, which they did. Mm -hmm. um, one of the men died by suicide several years ago, and another actually died by lethal injection last year, a couple of, a few years ago. Anyway, so now Kenneth has also been executed. But mm. I just 
don't think that this is the direction that we as humanity should be going mm-hmm. about continuing yeah. to kill people for killing people. Well, and also continue. violating the constitution to do it. You cannot yeah. even for a second convince me that's not cruel and unusual punishment. Murdering someone is cruel and unusual punishment, period. Yeah. Causing the death of another person against their will is cruel and unusual punishment. It, it is, period, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. This is not the kind of barbarism that I think we want to live in as a country. I really oh. don't. And and we have so much trouble with violence and violent crime here in the United States. And yet these are the things that we do. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching this case closely. I was very curious to see how this was all going to go and what witnesses say about the outcome. It clearly um, was as bad as can be expected. I mean, wow. he was conscious for most of that time, or at least alive and breathing for most of that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a humane way to die. Mm-mm. Not at all. Just, there isn't a humane way to die. There isn't a humane way to execute another human being. It doesn't no. exist. So anyway, you might want to look that up and learn more about it. Uh, problem being, because a lot of uh, states are unable to get their lethal injection drugs, this is likely not the first time, the only time that this is going to mm-hmm. occur. Right. We're going to see other nitrogen asphyxiation executions. I'm very curious if Idaho is looking into this because yeah. we've got two men, Thomas Creech and uh, 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 Pazuto, that they're trying to execute right now. Uh-huh. in this state and their death warrants keep expiring obviously because they don't have the drugs uh-huh. so i'm a little concerned that idaho might be next i don't know I get, you know or or they're gonna idaho could easily be next because or, idaho or they're no actually right in, in stopping the constitution yeah well and i mean either that or idaho's really gonna build the firing squad facility that has been passed uh-huh. by our yeah. legislature so I don't know, but it's disturbing to me. And it's something that I think as true crimers, we need to be aware of. Uh, you know, the humane treatment of human beings is our responsibility. And I don't care what they did. I'm not going to be like them. I'm not mm-hmm. going to fall to the level of a murderer mm-hmm. to punish a murderer. That just, it doesn't no. make any sense at all to me. No. So anyway, wanted y'all to hear about that. It's pretty sobering. Yeah. And you know, love to everyone that had to witness that. Right. That will be in people's nightmares for the rest of their lives. It will. It, it, it definitely will. So with that, Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back to you for some serial killer news. Okay. Well, interesting that you brought up Thomas Creech because that's who I'm talking about. Oh, So, as you know, we've talked about this quite a bit recently. Thomas Creech is a serial killer from, or lives in Idaho, that's in the uh, penitentiary in Ada County. And he has had the death penalty. He's the longest uh, prisoner in Idaho and maybe in the country. He's got some pretty high stats of being on death row. He's been on death row as long as I have been alive. And has never been executed. There's been several times when his number has come up and Idaho failed to execute him. And fall, it came up again. Idaho said, we're in, we're doing it. And yes, we have the drug. Because they haven't had uh, previously. 
and mm-hmm. there were filings from Thomas Cruz's attorneys, and there was a lot of back and forth, and there was an appeal, and essentially kind of put it all on the back burner. He was actually scheduled to die back in November. And Thomas yeah. is in his late 70s now, and terrible health, and of course, you know, a lot of people are saying, why now? Old man that's about to die anyway, why? Uh, right. Here we are because Idaho has gotten to be a lot more bloodthirsty the last little while. Uh, and so there was actually a clemency hearing for Thomas Creech last Friday. And in the clemency hearing, he had support of the trial judge. And so there was, you know, the uh, the defense presented evidence of a changed man that, you know, Creech has... He's changed. He's not the same guy he was back when he committed all of these crimes. We know that in 1981, he killed a mentally uh, handicapped, uh, mentally uh, injured, actually, uh, inmate, a young man from Pocatello, Idaho. He beat him to death with a sock full of batteries and got additional charges for that. That's actually what the death penalty is for, because he was initially sentenced to the death penalty in the mid-70s, and then this uh, country went on a moratorium. We, we decided we're not going to do the death penalty anymore, so that was reduced to life in prison. But then the next president that came along said, oh, yes, we freaking are doing death penalties again, and then he killed the inmate, and so then he was scheduled to die. That was in 81. And, well, I think he was actually convicted in 83. But at any rate, uh, so basically, you know, the trial judge and the people speaking in his favor are like, look, he's been in prison, his, you know, for, for 45 years, 46 years. There's no reason for this. Uh, it's time to just let him out. Time to give him clemency. It's time to just be done with Mr. Creech. Okay. Uh, It was said that no purpose would be served by executing him now after 40 years plus of incarceration. That would be an act of vengeance, not justice, which I agree with. Uh, The penalty is, is an act of vengeance. Creech read a poem to his younger self, uh, told the commission he's very sorry for it all. He said, I'm sorry for my actions, for everything I've done. It was all wrong. I wish I could go back and change it. Uh, Some of Mr. Jensen, the the man who he killed in prison's family was there and talked about the impact of this murder on them and their lives. We've actually had some contact with Mr. Uh, Jensen's family. It's been Mm -hmm. a terrible thing for them, obviously. So the Ada County prosecutor said that Creech is a sociopath with an utter disregard for human life. They also said Thomas Creech hasn't changed from the charming, likable sociopath he's always been. And then they threw something out there that was pretty curious. They said that in California, he's already been uh, found to be liable for another death. And the defense was pissed because they're like, what are you talking about? How can you say that? Well, on Monday, the news broke that Thomas Creech has been identified as a suspect in the 1974 murder of Daniel Walker along Interstate 40 in California. Whoa. A brand new. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. Man, that's an old crime, too. 
Yeah. Oh, so no, because I was born in 75. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the summary from the police uh, in that county. On Tuesday, October 1st, 1974, at approximately 6 a.m., Daniel Walker parked his van alongside Interstate 40, 62 miles west of Needles, so he and his passenger could rest. Daniel was awakened by an unknown suspect and shot multiple times. The passenger in the van escaped and made it to safety. The passenger flagged down a passing motorist, and Daniel was ultimately transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. The suspect fled and was not located. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's homicide detail investigated and exhausted all leads at that time. Over several years, the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department homicide detail cold case team reviewed Daniel's case but were unable to develop any workable leads to solve his murder. On Wednesday, November 15th, 2023, this is like right around the same day that Creech was supposed to die. Wow. The cold case team resumed the investigation into the murder of Daniel Walker. Cold case detectives obtained additional information related to the murder and identified the suspect in the murder of Daniel Walker as Thomas Eugene Creech. Creech was found to be incarcerated in an Idaho prison for several additional murders where he was found guilty. Creech is currently the longest serving inmate on death row in Idaho. While working with the Ada County District Attorney's Office in Idaho, cold case detectives were able to corroborate intimate details from statements Creech made regarding Daniel's murder. The San Bernardino County District Attorney's Office reviewed the case and is in consultation with the Ada County District Attorney's Office. He may be charged. He may actually be charged for this and have to stand trial for it. it Which will keep the death penalty from happening. Keep the death penalty from happening. Wow. For a time, uh, he would also, of course, uh, be extradited to California and out of the Ada County prison or Ada, the prison in Ada County mm -hmm. prison. Um, however, the defense is pissed because they said in the clemency hearing, the prosecution made it sound like this was a done deal. And it is not. He's just barely being He's accused. He's accused. He hasn't yeah. even been charged. And it's wild. The defense also says that uh, there is absolutely no evidence that Thomas Creech has ever given any kind of information that would uh, lead to him being a suspect in the murder of Daniel Walker. So it's sticky. It's pretty wild. It wouldn't surprise me because Creech actually has uh, admitted to way more murders than he was ever charged with. Way more. And they've even taken him to California before to identify places where victims were buried. I mean, this is right. not something that would be a huge surprise if he was the person uh, responsible. But again, detectives aren't actually saying what the new information is that they received. Anyway, I think it's fascinating. We'll see what happens. Wow. I hope they get to clear another case. I genuinely do. For sure. You know, yeah. for for the sake of everyone who was affected by Daniel's homicide, that's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And Creech was active in the area at the time and and has admitted to many murders in the area at the time. So it wouldn't be a big surprise to think it could have been him. But it really that really throws a wrench in Idaho's plans to execute as well. So yeah, wild. Surely does. That is wow. Yeah. I, but if if he in fact did this one, what if there are more? Right. Honestly, this is another reason I'm against the death penalty. Mm -hmm. 
if you've got somebody like that who has committed multiple crimes and you're still not sure how many he has committed, why not keep him alive? Over time, you may actually get the answers to more to more crimes. Yeah. But I also have to say, I think it's it's amazing that the passenger in that van managed to get out and yeah. get to safety and lived. No kidding. Pretty amazing. Wow. So there you go. We'll keep an eye on it and let you know. All right. Oh, and with that, <laughs> it's still my turn. What are you doing? With that, <laughs> kick the mic back over to you to for some Florida man. Yes. Oh, Florida. Let me introduce you all to Travis McBride. Travis McBride is an anger management therapist. Oh, dear. What do you think Travis McBride did? Something angry. Travis McBride is accused of fatally shooting a homeless man named Clinton Dorsey. Oh, no. Uh, I, the irony and the just gross ridiculousness of this, this happened in DeLand, Florida. Travis McBride is 46, and police believe that he killed Clinton Dorsey, uh, who is who was 51 years old, and that this will likely be a first-degree murder case. Wow. So this happened... Uh, Last Thursday, there were multiple 911 calls that came in uh, telling the dispatcher that a murder had happened and that a person was looking in the road, cleaning up the blood off the ground and searching for uh, spent shells. Wow. The caller identified the killer as Travis mm -hmm. um, and, and the victim as a person named Clint and that they saw Travis drag Clint's body across the road and put the body in his car and drive away. Oh my God. Yeah. A second 911 caller uh, said the suspect was standing in front of a, a house in DeLand. Um, when the, when the uh, 911 caller needed more information, this person started whispering as though they were afraid that Travis McBride would hear them. Holy hell. And said a murder was committed last night. Um, when police caught up with Travis McBride, he had a scratch and a red mark on his arm. He said those were caused by his dogs. Um, but police were looking for that second 911 caller. Uh, when they found her, um, she said that Travis had threatened her not to call the police. And that's why she hadn't reported the uh, incident overnight, which is when it actually happened, because she's scared of him and thought that he would probably shoot her too. My God. Yeah. The um, Where the shooting was, there was a bunch of water on the road, and apparently he had been out there pouring water on the road to try to wash the blood away. It's just, it's hideous. And the, the murdering of, of homeless people is so disgusting to me. The, the treating of homeless people as though they are less than. So just, they're not people. Just yeah. gross. So apparently 
Tra McBride had come to her house looking for Clinton Dorsey. Mm -hmm. um, McBride said that Dorsey had put glass in a jar to use to hurt his dogs. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but um, apparently this was kind of a long, there was a longstanding feud between Travis McBride and Clinton Dorsey that Clinton lived in the woods in the area near uh, Travis McBride's house uh -huh. and that they'd had problems in the past. Um, the woman also told police that McBride threatened her and told her not to go to the police. Uh -huh. They eventually did find Clinton Dorsey's body in the back of uh, Travis McBride's 2016 Nissan Versa hatchback. Oh. Yeah. Wow. He uh, lawyered up immediately when the police arrested him and tried to talk to him. And so they have not really been able to talk to him uh -huh. because he asked for a lawyer. Um, he is being held in the Volusia County Jail um, and he's being held without bond because uh -huh. this is likely going to be charged as a first degree murder. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So Travis McBride is the owner of Starting Point Mental Health LLC in Deland, Florida. He was a therapist there. Um, the website says that McBride is an anger management special, specialist who also has expertise in post-traumatic stress disorder, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorders, depression, and sleep problems. There has been a, a previous person who, who was in a relationship with him previously has come forward to say that um, there was a domestic incident between her and Travis McBride several years ago because he didn't like the way she walked his dogs. Oh my God. He used to be revolving around his dogs for some reason. Yeah. But apparently Travis McBride is not practicing what he preaches. And I just find it very sad. Very yeah. sad and disgusting. And yeah. Very much so. So we'll keep an eye on this case. But, uh, whew, dude, we've seen a lot of yucky crime out of uh -huh. therapists and mental health professionals this year, in the, in the last year, I would say. And it's, I mean, these things always happen, but we've covered several of them in the last little while. And that's just, I yeah. find that very scary. Absolutely. With that, Katie, I know you have some dumb criminals for us. Oh, boy. Well, these two right here, not only are they both dumb AF, but they're evil as hell. Mm. Uh, Gamliel Sosa and Jasmine Payette. Jasmine really, really wanted to get back together with Sosa. Uh, they had mm. been in the past and were no longer together. And she was doing a lot of messaging and texting him, trying to get him to come back to her. And he told her, well, you know why I'm not coming back? Because of your kid. He has a three-year-old, or she has a three-year-old, and he didn't like that. And so he texted her and told her God. that. Her child was the only thing standing between them. He said the kid is the, the only thing. Yep. Uh, 
you see that. All I ever wanted was to free you. And you get rid of the kid and I'll think about coming back. Holy shit. Okay. So she let him know that she had left her son in the woods to be eaten by bears or drowned. Oh my God. But that's not what she did. What she did is she went to hireahitman.com. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Another one? Jesus. Another one. To murder her three-year-old child. So she sent over her child's full name, a picture of him, and her safe word. Because you're supposed to enter a safe word. And the safe word was put me in, coach. Um, that's more than a word, but okay, Becky. Uh, <laughs> well, epically stupid, clearly, from the jump. Holy so, crap. obviously, hireahitman.com is a parody website, but they have managed to help the police catch quite a few dumbasses who were trying to pay. So, they, of course, had turned that information over to the police, who had an undercover detective contact her to set up the deeds and she freely did. She offered to pay $3,000 or agreed to pay $3,000 for the murder of her child. And then of course she was arrested and is being charged. She is 18 years old and her dumbass boyfriend, he's also 18 years old. Yeah. He's also, yeah, he's also been arrested and charged. So she's charged with first degree solicitation of murder and unlawful use of a communications device. Sosa Mm -hmm. is charged with conspiracy to commit first degree murder as well as unlawful use of a communications uh, device. They have both been released on $15,000 bonds. Oh my God. Where's the little boy? Well, he's been taken. Yeah. Thank heavens. And placed with hopefully safer people. Hopefully but... never to return to this idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, if you're 18 and you have a three-year-old and you cannot see yourself being a parent any longer, there are things you can do besides try to have them murdered. Yes, there certainly are. Horrifying. Horrifying. Oh my God. And honestly, I'm glad that people are this fucking stupid because at least their victims get to be saved before they're taken off of, you know, removed from the planet, especially this poor little guy. The owner of that website deserves a medal for how many times they have foiled some ridiculous plot like this. Yep. Absolutely. We had a case like this in Idaho not too long ago that we reported on. we did. A woman uh, in Soda Springs, I think. Who Same thing. It was her own child that she was getting rid of, wasn't it? No, it was her. No, it wasn't in Soda Springs. It was in Montpelier. Uh, No, she was trying to kill her ex's new girlfriend. That's right. But she also had a child. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, he's not that into you. Ladies, if you're having to go jump through hoops like this to get a man to come back to you, He's not that into you. Get some self-respect. Not, worth it. not at yeah. all. Yeah, some self-respect and some brain cells. My mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Whew. 
So I hope that they throw all of the books at these two fools. They better. They need to. And I hope that she ever, never, ever sees that child's face again as long as she lives. Oh, for his sake. My God. Absolutely. Unbelievable. With that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some Oh, Idaho. Mm -hmm. Oh, Idaho. You would think that in the year of 2023, people would understand what you are allowed to take on an airplane and (laughs) allowed to take on a fucking airplane. Yeah, Google is free. Not that hard to use. Google is free. A uh, report has just come out about um, some of the, well, most ridiculous things that have been seized by TSA in Idaho airports. The number one item being guns. 47 guns were confiscated across Idaho airports in 2023. This surprises me not in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Right. I will say unfortunately, that this isn't even a statewide record, that years past there have been more than 47 guns. Because uh, since Idaho got rid of their concealed carry uh, licensing, and people are just free, apparently, to just act like it's the wild, wild, wild. them around everywhere. They can't, people can't even believe that anyone could ever limit their right to have a gun anywhere at any time. Right. And it turns out the only way you can take a gun on a plane is if you declare it and check it in checked mm-hmm. baggage. Yeah. This this statement from TSA cracks me up. This is Andy Coos, who says, I can't say this more clearly. Stop and empty each of your bags before you pack for your trip, just to make sure there is nothing in it that might cause a problem for you when you get to the airport. <laughs> that is how casual <laughs> Idahoans are about fucking guns is that they just forgot it was in their bag can you imagine forgetting that there was a gun in your bag before you went to the airport i cannot i do not own a gun therefore it would be a huge shock but yeah this is (laughs) i'd be like what the fuck no no really this isn't mine (laughs) right but but poor andy coos is like for god's sakes people how stupid can you be Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Coos also said, you are responsible for whatever is in your bag when it arrives for TSA screening, and the fines can be in the thousands of dollars for an undeclared gun in your bag. Legit. It is in addition uh, to a potential criminal referral for storing an undeclared unloaded handgun in your carry-on, the TSA can also levy a fine that starts at $1,500 and can go into the thousands. So you can have criminal charges Mm-hmm. And thousands of dollars of fines for just being a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, come on. You go through a metal detector and your bag is x-rayed. You don't think that gun's going to show up? <laughs> no, they're just that entitled with their guns. This kills me. Okay. But here are some other pretty wild confiscations. At the Boise airport, uh, somebody had a ninja throwing star in their carry-on. You know, those throwing stars that are basically pointy and have knives on the ends of each of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. tried to bring that on an airplane. Uh, apparently, it can be checked in, pack, in, checked in checked luggage, but you can't carry it on the plane in your carry-on. 
because it can be used as a missile inside the plane. <laughs> wow. A hatchet. A what? Hatchet. I, I would very much not like to get on a plane with someone with a hatchet, just for any reason. Me as well. Yes. Yeah. That was also the Boise Airport. And the Boise Airport is the biggest airport we have. So most of these are going to come out of the Boise Airport. Yeah. 42 of the guns were in the Boise Airport. There were three here in <laughs> Idaho Falls. Dumbasses. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, hatchets not allowed on planes. Uh, and ulu knife which is a knife that's used to skin an animal mm -hmm. uh yeah that was the lewiston nez Perce county airport you're going to skin animals somewhere or like what again put it in your put it in your checked luggage for god's sakes oh this one kills me um a grenade shaped bottle of hot sauce Now, it turns out, real, inert, or full of hot sauce, anything that looks like a grenade is never allowed on a plane. <laughs> so even though Weird. it's not a real grenade, it looks like one, they're not letting it on. Mm -hmm. um, a I mean, better safe than sorry, plane. right? Right? Like, come on. Um, a spanner wrench, which is a big, heavy metal tool that's used to remove locking nuts. Um most definitely could be used as a weapon and is extremely heavy. I don't know why uh -huh. in your carry-on to begin with. Lugging you know why? It's because depending on what flight you book, you may not have, uh, you might not be checking luggage. Right. I mean, unless you pay another 30, 40 bucks to do it. And so people right. are just bringing all this wild shit with them. Yeah. Yeah. Without realizing that, yeah, you can't carry that on a plane. Mm -hmm. um, a camshaft and transmission gear <laughs> definitely be used as a bludgeon. Got to be in checked luggage. Um, a double-edged letter opener that looks like a sword and is, in fact, sharp on both sides. So is a small sword. Again, yeah, cannot take that on a plane. Why? Why would you even have that with you? Right. Why would you? Why? What? How many letters are you going to be opening while you're on a trip? I don't know. Right. Weird. Uh, from the Twin Falls Airport, a crowbar. Also <laughs> heavy, has sharp ends. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to lug that shit around? Anyway, very dumb. Um. Also, you could buy a crowbar when you get to your destination if you actually need one. That's, you that's really totally could. Um, most of these items could, in fact, be purchased when you arrive if you actually need them. Mm -hmm. Or uh, uh, you're going somewhere to fix somebody's car. I don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. 20 millimeter inert ammunition. This was from the Boise Airport. Um, ammunition of any type must travel in its original packaging in checked luggage, and there are no exceptions. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Wow. And and if it's not in the original packaging, it can't be in there at all. So uh -huh. this one kills me. Realistic replica rocket propelled grenade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Is this in your luggage? What <laughs> are you doing with now it? Now you're just trying to mess with TSA. Yeah. 
uh, it was found in checked baggage, but it is not allowed because if it looks like an explosive, you cannot bring it anywhere near the fucking airport, Idaho. See, I just, why? I mean, you're a good guy with a grenade. Why would you even have that? Right, yeah, you're a good guy with a grenade. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. These kill me. I cannot, I do not understand. Like, I mean, I've I've flown plenty of times in my life. I have packed plenty of bags to go on airplanes. And at no point ever in my life have I ever packed any of those things to take with me. I mean, I got my sunscreen confiscated the last time I flew because the bottle was too big. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'll give you uh, one. They're pretty specific here in uh, the US, USA about what can go on airplanes. And I think Idaho needs to get a fucking clue. Well, yes. Uh, my daughter flew out of the Boise airport last year mm -hmm. to uh, Arizona to a bachelorette party. Mm. And she had something in her checked luggage because she, well, she didn't check any luggage. She just had her carry on. And uh, she had something that raised some eyebrows that she almost was not able to get on the plane with. And mm. it was a gift for the bride. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, a, no. A, a phallus type item, uh, you know, uh -huh, a next uh -huh, toy, gotcha. if you will. Uh, yes. That was a giant octopus tentacle. <laughs> And it was in packaging, like it was wrapped, you know, well, it was in a bag, you know, as, as a mm -hmm. gift. And uh, the TSA agent did pull it completely out of the bag and look at it and look at her. And she said, it's a, it's for a bachelorette party. And she looked at it again and went, oh, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's okay. And she jumped it back in the bag and off <laughs> she went. But uh, that happened. And then the bride who received this gift, along with lots of other uh, phallus type uh objects had to fly home with it and get back through security with all of these things luckily she did check a bag so it was probably okay but probably a good call on her part <laughs> question a, a giant octopus tentacle huh mm -hmm. that's hilarious yep <laughs> well when i was in college <laughs> i went on a european tour and i had in my purse i had a little thing of uh, pepper spray you know, because rape mm -hmm. and things on campus. Right. And I had never removed it from my purse. It didn't even occur to me that I should until we were at uh, Leonardo da Vinci Airport in Rome. And we were uh -huh. flying out to come back to the States. We were flying to New York. And mm -hmm. that airport had a lot of very dire warning type signs that made me think. After I'd flown into Europe with the pepper spray, Somebody had, one of my friends had said, I can't believe you brought that. I'm surprised they let you come through, you know, mm -hmm. with my carry-on, come through with that. So I had kept it with me all the way through Europe because, you know, rape and, Correct. and whatnot. But anyway, so we got to the airport and I thought, you know, I really should just toss this before I go through security, before we get on the plane. So I did. I threw it away. And that airport, there were big men with guns everywhere, like AK style, you know, the the military in that airport was a little intimidating and terrifying. And now, exactly. you know, bear in mind, I am a 19-year-old college student that's just an idiot, you know, and has this pepper spray, so I threw it away. Mm -hmm. Fine. A few minutes later, I look over at the trash can where I threw it away, and there are five 
military dudes with their big guns standing around the trash can examining that and pointing at me. Oh! And I oh, thought, no. I'm going to prison and never going home. <laughs> oh, no. I was so scared. Uh, nothing came of it. They were sniffing it and looking at it, and I think they finally decided that this is pepper spray, and she just threw it away. They were sniffing it? Did they push the button? Uh. I don't think so. <laughs> they were just trying that to would... determine if this... Uh, that would have been pretty classic if they made pepper spray Little, little American just threw a tiny bomb in the, uh, <laughs> in the trash can. I don't know. But I was so scared. Whew. Oh, yeah. the... That's terrifying. So I resonate with these stories. I really do. (laughs) Definitely. Well, you know, just, hey, Idaho, get a clue. Mm -hmm. You can't carry guns on a plane. Get a brain. We we don't care who you are. We we don't care about what your rights are when it comes to getting on an airplane. I would very much like you to not be on there because you might think you're a good guy with a gun, but I don't know that. And a lot of you guys who keep claiming you're good guys with guns then do things like shoot homeless people and stuff. So I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to hear anything about it. No, definitely not at all. Well, but also if you want to, I I have to say this because I, I think this all the time when we look at all these gun rights issues. If you want to preserve your Second Amendment rights, the best way to do that is to follow the law. And to encourage others to follow the law and not do stupid things with guns. That's what's going to get your guns taken away. Do you not understand that? Don't be proving the points here. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Good Lord. And butter, as North Omaha Cat Lady would say. Yes. North Omaha Cat Lady. (laughs) Love her. That's funny. And that is all. And that is with that that is the end of this episode is the end of the week for us we will be back next week with lots of stuff including chad daybill in court next week Uh, we will be updating you on the hearings around the judge interviewing the jurors in the murdoch application for a new trial situation there is a lot going on and we're going to be telling you all about it jennifer crumbly Jennifer Crumbly in court. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen, but holy shit, she looks bad. She looks terrible. I was watching court in this gray sweater and her hair and face match the sweater. She looks terrible. She looks terrible. Sucks to suck. Doesn't it, Jennifer? Well, I watched some uh, testimony yesterday of a school employee who was shot through the arm and her describing that and showing the, the uh, scars on her arm from where the bullet entered and, exited and oh it's brutal it's brutal stuff mm-hmm. but we will be keeping you up to date on that because that mm-hmm. is a precedent setting case in every way yep. yep well you know it we are the true crime squad we appreciate you so much being here with us please be sure to like subscribe share comment leave us a review wherever you can and you know just be here with us because we love this and we love all of you so thanks for being here take care Thank <laughs> you.